The Blues and the Giants are into a prelim while Melbourne and Port Adelaide are out in straight sets. We'll put the spotlight on them. How did the D's cough up that victory? We'll break it down. This is Access All Areas thanks to Crypto.com. Who's going to get this? chances to finish off from Hogan. They're unstoppable. And the big, big sound will roll on. The giant upset in Adelaide. Black and white army be prepared. Great to have your company, Damien Barrett and Matthew Lloyd are with me. And, gents, what a semi-final weekend we had. Some really entertaining footy, Damo. Yeah, and that uh, Carlton cost itself a finals berth last year by losing close matches, and this year is winning close matches. It's to keep alive the most unlikely of flag tilts. What did you like most, uh, uh, I think what the Giants are doing. Yeah, I loved Carlton, obviously. I was there, and the roar of the crowd was something yeah. I've never heard before. But just to see the, the role the Giants have got on, they don't obviously have a lot of support like Carlton do, but their form is as good as any teams in the competition. Well, let's take yeah. a look at both of their forms because the turnaround this season in the second half from the Giants and the Carlton has been incredible. The Blues, they won 11 of their last 12 games now, while the Giants have only lost two games since round 13. Did either of you see this turnaround coming? Not the way it's come, that. No, we, we both... Uh, both teams had ability, but to get to round 13 in Carlton's case and to have only a four and a draw yeah. into the previous week, to have only four for the Giants... The turnarounds in season, Nat and, and Lloydie, are the most difficult ones to do. You, you can talk about other clubs like Geelong in 2006-07 did it off-season. Bulldogs, Richmond, they did it off-season. But to do it in-season, it's the toughest thing in footy. And now we've got th these two teams through the prelim finals. All right, let's focus in now on Friday night's semi-final. Melbourne had so many chances, Lloydie, mm. in that final 10 minutes. We're going to show a lot of vision here, but they just didn't capitalise. You're spot on. Uh, they've lost four finals in a row now and this year's final series they just can't put teams away you know, they just can't so this is two opportunities Damo look at this eight minutes to go yep. you can do the maths on what that means it means three goals required from that point for Carl. yeah Fritch had a poor final series with his kicking Max Gorn never quite puts you away by foot Clayton Oliver come back he was asked to come back he doesn't they had them You've got to know the rule. Yeah, You've got to know the rule in that state. And they're nine points up and they've got them hemmed in the pocket. This was just dumb. You've got to know the situation. You know, Colin would have a rule that, yes, you get in and support, but you do not give away a free kick. You've got to stay in control of yourself. Sparrow, just it's a poor, poor moment. This is McVie. What sort of a kick's that? With three points up with four minutes to go. You've got to put air in the ball, height in the ball. Uh, Max Gorn, Damo, can Lordy, you explain I keep asking this? you, yeah. what, what, is, is there any part of what Max did that it makes sense to you? Uh, only that he thought it was going to be touched by Carlton and rather than a point, and they, they get the kick in, he tries to keep it in. That's the only yeah. argument you can give. Pickett, some will question, give the handball to Petrarca, but still I don't know. And yet it's a 30 centimetres away yeah, from being a goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then this one, why did he keep the ball so central? Why didn't he kick it to the boundary? Mm. Well, the bigger problem was, wasn't that kick, that was this subsequent kick by yeah. Jack Viney, where yeah. he just couldn't get any elevation on his non-preferred foot. Yeah. Get the hands right. off. Yeah, yeah. or get yeah. the handball, you're right. And this is the beautiful play by Carlton. Just the, the, that had to be centimetre perfect, it was. This had to be, it was. McVie, keep your feet, hold him up. He doesn't. 
and, and then they didn't even look, look behind themselves, Melbourne, to see that Acres was all by himself. So and to have Frisch yeah. the only person in that contest from a Melbourne perspective yeah. at that stage when they're trying to save the game, only got themselves to blame. So I'm sick of hearing the Melbourne way and, yeah. uh, and you know, pro- projected scores and all that sort of thing. They they have just had a poor final series and they they got what they deserve. You can't keep wasting yeah. the talent you've no. got to, to win it in 2021 and then to to waste last year after yeah. they started so mm. blisteringly and then off field problems kicked in and then this year to, to lose the finals the way they did. I know they've got forward line issues but that wasn't the reason they actually lost the two games they played in this series. Just on the forward line and, and I guess the substitute because Melbourne's curious call when it came to the sub in that game it was Josh Shackey Damo on Friday mm. night. He went unused and coach Simon Goodwin spoke about Max Gorn's broken toe and maybe that Shackey was covered but what about Brody Grundy? Well, if that was cover? the reason you went tall with the sub, you, you play the guy you recruited this time last year and then abandoned. Oh, I, I get it all, but it was a shock when it came through, the selection of Shaki as a sub, and then it was a bigger shock when they just chose not to use him at all. I mean, you, there's little things that add up to the losses and not being able to have access to your sub play or choosing not to when Carlton did, and then that player, Hollands, was instrumental in the last quarter and the last play. Yeah, I understood that they, at the mid part of the year when they decided to leave him out, but yeah, that was a strange one, yeah. So we're going to dig a little deeper into the Ds uh, on Lloydie's exit lounge, but Lloydie, just a quick word now, where has it all gone wrong for them? Uh, uh, well, I think, as I touched on, a few years ago they won a premiership by, yeah, they could just launch it to 20 metres out from yep. goal, pressure, 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 and score from it. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. Collingwood's defence, they knew where the ball was going in the first final, yeah. and Carlton were able to withstand it in the last part. But yeah, they don't take their chances either. I think they're far too predictable going inside their forward 50, and they need to go all out for a key forward. Someone who, like, the game's gone past, I think, Tom McDonald. that has gone past Ben Brown. Um, Van Royen's still a fair way off. So I, I think they need to go hard right now while Oliver, Viney, Petrarca, Gorn's still in their prime to try and get a star key forward from another club. We're going to switch our focus now to the Blues. The lid is off. The fans are going absolutely berserk. They're into a prelim final for the first time since 2000. In that time, they've won five wooden spoons and had eight coaches. And on Friday night, it was so good to see Tom DeConing stand up in a final. Lloydie, he was immense. Oh, he was immense. And at this point, 19 points down, you thought, are they going to be blown away here? Are Melbourne going to smash them in this final? So th- he settled the nerves for them with these first two couple of goals and just the exuberance he's playing with, the excitement, Damo. It was big for the car. And the double teaming of Gorn by De Koning and mm. Pitnet, Lloydie. And again, we're, we're focusing on De Koning here, and rightly so, because it was a big game, a second big final for him. Look at this marker. Mm. He's just presented himself regularly, but Pitnett's role within that greater operation was, was equally crucial in the eyes of some key Carlton people. Yeah, good point, Damo. Yeah, he wore Max Gorn down uh, in the end, by the end of the game, uh, despite Max missing a couple of shots for goal. And, and you touch on Carlton, I think the stability of what uh, I think Brian Cook and, and Luke Sayers and these guys, what they did mid-season to settle everyone down, make hard decisions, let Matheson go on the board. Uh, we shouldn't let that go away either. What a good club has done this year compared to what they would have done in the past. So Harry Mackay and Jack mm. Martin will be available. Mm. Who is the unlucky ones that miss out? Well, Cunningham was subbed out, so that's not probably looking too good for him. And I, I didn't think, uh, although Lever didn't rip the game apart, I'm not sure that can 
Kennedy. If they don't need that match-up again okay. uh, with Kennedy, I think Kennedy could be another one who might miss out. Now, just back on TDK, we weren't the only ones that were raving about him. An international superstar in Robbie Williams himself as, uh, well, he's uh, fallen in love with Tom DeConey. DeConey's in the air, everywhere I look around. DeConey's everywhere, leaving bodies on the ground. And he's better than his brother, even better than his dad. There's only one Thomas DeConey, and he's the best one we'll ever have. That has been stuck That'll in my We've head all weekend. <laughs> you want to play it two so minutes good. of that? I did want to play two minutes of it. And you know what? While we're at it, see you later, Kiss. Bring Robbie Williams back for the grand final, <laughs> I say. All right, let's talk about our crypto brave play. It can be none other than Sam Doherty. He dislocated his shoulder. We know he's so courageous both on and off the field. This was just before halftime. And then Damo... He comes back on in the second half and somehow he rallied and gave yeah. absolutely everything. The role he played in the second half in, in a slightly different way was incredible. But Nat, given he's fought back through cancer, given yeah. he's fought back through knee reconstructions, he's not missing a half of a football with a popped shoulder as he did. And to stand up the way he did, he wasn't the only brave player. And Blake Akers has equally got a, a bad mm. shoulder as well. And he was equally crucial in this same play as Doherty to Akers. The two most banged yeah. up people on the ground were there when they required them. But... The Doherty story, Nat, it, it was already complete in a, in a comeback sense, but it's just adding layers to it now. All right, so let's look ahead to the prelim quickly. It's Brisbane and Carlton at the Gabba. Lloydie, some tantalising matchups. There are superstars absolutely everywhere, and you need superstars to get yourself to a top four position. But Joey Danaher has been in phenomenal form, and so has Jacob Wiedering, one of the players of the final series. Cripps v Dunkley. Dunkley shut him down the last time they met. So you go again with that? I think you'd go again. Yeah. Sam Walsh is the player of the final series, so so far, but Hugh McClungage was best on ground in the first final for Brisbane. And then I think Payne did a fantastic job on Kernow last time, but he's been in a moon boot the last mm. week, so they'll have to weigh that up, whether he's the right matchup for Kernow. And the weights of not performing for Charlie Kernow mm. in the yeah. semi-final against Stephen May, mm. that'll be at play at some stage of that game. Yeah, and didn't play that well the week before yeah. either, so yeah, he's due for a big one. Now we have to talk about one of the great storylines of this final series, and it's going to be Michael Voss returning where to uh, to face Brisbane, where he obviously was a three-time Premiership yeah. player, Damo, and the last time that these two sides actually met in a final was 2000 nine and Vossi yep. was coaching the Lions. And he got him over the line in that particular game. I mean, uh, you talk about the resurgence or the, the start of the Brisbane Lions success. I mean, Ma Lee Matthews came and coached the team, but Michael Voss was doing the hard yards initially mm. as a 17-year-old Bears mm. player before they became the Lions. So there's no one more instrumental to Brisbane Lions the way we know them than that man and he's got to take his team back in. But he's not going to have one moment of thought for the lines this week. And I don't expect by the time that ball's bounce for those supporters, while their emotions will be churning, mm. when the ball's bounce, they'll only be after uh, success for their team, the Lions, ah. not, not Vossi. Vossi is a blue yeah. bagger now for life. Now, to the other semi-final, and the Giants midfield was 
dominant over Port Adelaide. And Lloydie, they smashed them in the clearances. Well, they smashed St Kilda the week before in the clearances in the first final. And they've done it again. That's Whitfield charging off the back. Briggs, his fitness, Damo, is going to be critical for them in this final. Shoulder as well, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, his left shoulder was rendered useless yeah. after a, uh, an incident during the game. He'll play, Lloydie, but it just might affect him a bit. Yeah, so it just yeah, the, the depth of midfield, that's going to be the challenge for Collingwood, which we'll talk about soon. But Callum Ward, Canilio, Kelly, Tom Green, uh, Callahan, the list goes on and on. Just Whitfield pushing Whitfield through Whitfield and, and yeah. Ash and just absolutely Rolls Royces everywhere. Um, so, yeah, that, that was where Port were, were well beaten. And we'll chat about them in the exit lounge about where they need to improve Port because they'll shown up through the midfield on, on Saturday night. The Giants' pressure, too, was yeah. immense. And it looked like Port Adelaide were a little bit spooked at times. What did you guys think? After half-time, I thought Port were much better, but it was game over. So he, here's a moment which symbolised the first half where they're 30 points down. Pal Pepper, normally a tough yeah. player, but he, you know, he did that wasn't strong enough through and Marshall fumbled a couple of times before that and then they just punish you on the way back. So, yeah, that's, uh, yeah that, was dis- that was disappointing in the first half. But once the Giants got their outside game going, they were just too quick on the outside. Well, I play. wonder how much nerves and maybe the pressure of expectation actually got to Port Adelaide in the start of the game. And Damo, several of their stars just didn't fire in that first half. And these stats are damning. It, it is damning that. You can't reconcile the, the form that these guys have had for most of the year, particularly those names down the bottom of that list. You've got a Brownlow medal contender in, in Butters and an equal one in Rosie. And to get to the halfway stage of that game, a home semi-final, having lost the previous week badly in a qualifying final, and that's what you dish up, and it was done at that stage. I know they sort of persevered and toiled, but that wasn't good enough in the end, and to go out the way they've gone out, and I'm keen to see what Lordy does in his exit lounge Mm. uh, adjudications, but they're going to have to live with that, because they've got problems down back, they've clearly got problems up forward, but it was their better players that let them down in that first half. And clearly they know they've got problems down back, as you say, because already Brandon Zerk Thatcher, uh, Asava Radagalia are their targets in the trade period. So they know they need to bolster their stocks. And Lloydie, their back line was under siege. Yeah, it was, yeah. It's unfortunate. I've seen Tommy Hawkins do it to them and poor Trent McKenzie a year or two ago. And then suddenly uh, Jesse Hogan made him look like an under-18 footballer. Mm. So, yeah, they should have identified it last year, but unfortunately it's cost them another season. So now the Giants must travel to the MCG to face the mighty Magpies. And they'll go into this game really with plenty of confidence knowing they can play anyone, anywhere, at any time. Damo, could it be a little bit of 2019 again? Well, the fact they've done it before now in that same corresponding game, yes. I mean, they're arguably a better outfit this year. There's certainly more um, better system, isn't it? And, and Toby Green's comments post-match last week about it being the least talented team he's been mm. part of, but, but a more effective one. So, yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a live, massive chance. They're up to their eyeballs in chance to make through to the, the grand final. Yeah, on Toby Green, it's, is it Quayne or is it Braden yeah. Maynard? Uh, I'd, I'd think... Uh, yeah, it's a tough one. Maynard's got the physicality and yep. size, but then he gets you so quickly out the back. Uh, I think Quainor's got the pace and speed to go with him. So I think that's where they may start, Damo, with uh, Isaac Quainor. So then the Pies midfield will be bolstered mm. with the return of Nick Dacos, which Pies fans have been hotly anticipating. Uh, but they lose Taylor Adams, which is unfortunate to a hamstring he suffered at training during the week. Can they cover that loss? I don't mind it in a sense because I think they've been a bit uh, at times had Adams on a half forward flank, Tommy Mitchell out, and they've sort of haven't they've had one too many in a sense. Right. And I think maybe they could speed their midfield up. Uh, you know, yeah. Dacos comes back in, Crisp, Dugowie, 
I think they might need that dynamic power opposed to the Giants. There's no easing Dacos back, though, is no, there? He's missed no. six weeks since mm. the damage in round 21 against Hawthorne. And ideal world, you might be able to mm. bring him back through a half-back flank like he started last year, maybe parts of this year. But, but he's going to be required yeah. to be the Nick Dacos Brownlow medal favourite from the first bounce because of the might of the GWS midfield. All right, it is time now for Lloydie's Exit Lounge. And this week in the gun, the Ds and the power. Let's start with Melbourne. What do they need to do in the off-season? Well, I think they, uh, Simon Goodwin at times can be too safe as a coach. So, number one is play with more dare. They just don't score enough points come finals time. So, they never get more than 10 goals, uh, which hurts them. Uh, number two, uh, go all out for a key forward, which I've already touched on. Uh, I just wonder, for a guy like, I know sons will get sick of it, but in 12 months' time, Ben King. Uh, imagine him playing for Melbourne or for yeah. Collingwood. So he's someone that I'd target if I was Melbourne. And, and the last one, I thought public messaging, messaging let them down. Uh, yeah. Oliver's hamstring through the year. Grundy, uh, you know, we just got to get the forward, you know, ruck mix. So it never and, really happened. And <laughs> even, and I understand the emotion attached, but even the reaction to Brayshaw being hit by Maynard yeah. last yeah. week, I, I feel it dragged on maybe 24 hours Agreed. too long. I, I get it. I understand the emotion attached, mm. but... The narrative was allowed to play out from a demon's perspective. I, I feel uh, prolongedly, and they'll be thereabouts again next year. But mm. it means nothing really. I won't. We'll wait till the first final next year because that's where it all matters for Melbourne. Port Adelaide. Uh, Port Adelaide. Well, I don't think they they time their run very well. So time your run. They're always banged up at the business end, and there's luck involved in that. But. You know, they, they were so good for 13 weeks and then pretty much their last seven or eight weeks, they were shot, really. They didn't perform very well, so it's about your timing. Uh, you need a big-bodied mid, so we all talk about the ruck and we talk about the back line, but I think they were exposed. Wines is an, is an issue. Mm. Travis Boak will probably retire, do you think, or be forced He wants to, to go on. Yeah. Uh, they don't, at this stage, think that's the right idea. Yeah, yeah. so I think that's where you talk about Butters, Rosie Horn, France, but I think they need another one uh, to support and, and go with the best. And... And they went for Grundy, uh, missed out on him, but now it's Jordan Sweet. Again, I don't just don't think that cuts it uh, in terms of what, you know, they've got uh, Visentini, they've got Sam Hayes and they've got mm. Sweet. So, again, is that going to help you in the business mm. end? I don't, I don't think it will. All right, I want a quick tip before we wrap up. Who's going to be playing off in a grand final, Lloydie? Uh, it'll be Collingwood and Brisbane. I'm going the same way, Nat, although I think both games are live. Ah, the three of us <laughs> all agreeing for once. That is all we have time for. Have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, we'll be back next Monday with a massive grand final edition of Access All Areas. Hi, I'm Nat Edwards. The only place to get your daily footy news inside 20 minutes is on AFL Daily. Get the jump on other fans each weekday morning as AFL Daily sets the agenda on footy's biggest stories. A no-holds-barred, introspective look at the AFL world hits your podcast inbox each morning at 7.30. So subscribe to AFL Daily wherever you get your podcasts to never miss a moment.